welcome back to the Ethical Pages podcast. Um, I am Adam and I run Inland Sea, if you didn't already know. So today we have a wonderful guest on from Holland, all the way from uh, Amsterdam. Uh, his name is Mark and he runs uh, the Dutch Weed Burger, um, which is pretty much uh, one of the best names of uh, food products I could ever think of. Um, it doesn't contain that type of weed, it contains sea weed, would you have guessed? So yeah, I've got uh, Mark on to talk about his entire journey of how he came up with the Dutch Weed Burger and all, all the different products that he does, including uh, weed sausages and like all these other different types of like food snacks that they've created. Um, it's a pretty awesome journey that he's been on. Uh, a guy that um, I can totally relate to. He's said some absolutely wonderful things within this podcast. Um, I might even do a little snippet of him, which I've not done in my own podcasts at the very beginning. Um, so if you hear that, I've, uh, I've I've, I've done that idea, I've nailed it. So yeah, get into the podcast. Um, I'm just going to go over a few things with what's been happening with Inland Sea. So uh, we're now in the month of May um, in England uh, and Wales, where we are. Uh, it's absolutely freezing cold. Uh, the temperatures are like winter. It's down to zero degrees in the evening. Uh, I camped out over the weekend and I was absolutely freezing in the van. Um, yeah, we're having really unusual weather as, as ever. This time last year, um, we were in full down, full lockdown, but we had beautiful back-to-back um, sunshine, like really dry for ages. But um, this year we've had we've had the sunshine and actually not that much rain, but it's just been super chilly. We've just had like a really strange airflow from the polar. Uh, polar airflow for a long time now and it doesn't really seem to be getting much better um but anyway, look us look on the brighter side of life. Uh, this month of uh, May, um, we're having our own seaweed month. So um, what does that mean? So the whole point of us having Seaweed Month and what we planned to do was to launch our T-shirts, which we have created off the back of our successful Kickstarter, um, which lots of you and the listeners will know about. So we ran a Kickstarter in February uh, to uh, get as much money as we possibly can to basically create a T-shirt range made out of seaweed fibre. Um, look on our website if you've not heard about this project. You can actually still buy the T-shirt, uh, basically pre-order it on the on the website if you uh, want to get one of these T-shirts. Please go for it. So we planned uh, the T-shirts should have been ready um, this month, but um, as you would expect and how hard it is to get something like this, a project like this uh, off the ground, there's always going to be delays. Um, the factory where we're having the t-shirts made, um, we've had a delay already uh, of around a month. So we're looking more towards the end of June uh, when the actual t-shirts will arrive. So if you're listening to this and you're a backer of the Kickstarter, um, yeah, sorry, we, it's actually going to be a bit longer. Uh, and if you do want to still pre-order a t-shirt, you can do through our website, but um, hopefully it's obviously a big learning curve for our business and we've created that relationship with a proper factory and we've actually manufactured our own t-shirts and we've actually used one of a completely revolutionary uh, materials which is uh, which contains the seaweed uh, a new sustainable biodegradable material so that's the update on the old uh, seaweed t-shirts uh, so what's going on this month of may uh, with our whole seaweed uh, campaign um we want to basically invite as many people as possible to uh, our community and to follow us on instagram to listen to the podcast to sign up to our newsletter via our website inlandsea.co.uk and just join in in the uh, whole seaweed uh 
revolution let's call it um you can do so much with seaweed um i mean you'll listen to what uh, mark has done with his dutch weed burger in terms of food there's nothing like that in the uk no one's made any type of real burger or hot dog sausage out of uh, seaweed yet so in the uk hopefully we can get some of the dutch weed burgers over here if they're allowed to import them um so yeah uh, there's seaweed snacks from a company called uh, shoreline which are based in uh, scotland um, who I want to chat with. I'm hopefully chatting with uh, uh, MD on this podcast uh, this month, so we should hopefully have that. Uh, sorry, they're actually called Shore Seaweed, not Shoreline Seaweed. Um, so yeah, they make seaweed snacks um, out of seaweed, so they're really, really interested, and I'm going to get them on the podcast uh, to learn as much as we possibly can from what those guys are up to. Um, what else have we got planned for Seaweed Month? We're going to have uh, a whole uh, section all about seaweed art, so artists that use seaweed in their art, as well as uh, artists who actually draw it and paint it um, it's such a interesting beautiful uh, subject if you are ever like down at the beach um, you probably I mean often like you'll go down to the rock pools but if you've got a really sunny day and it's low tide and you just go down to the rock pools just have a look at the seaweed like um if you get a really nice clean beach like uh, you do get in anglesey which is where we uh do a lot of our uh, kind of water sports and surfing and things like that um but if you get down into those into the rock pools uh at a super low tide especially and just look at all the different types of seaweed it's absolutely insanely beautiful if you look on our instagram we're posting uh seaweed photos all this month uh, and just trying to just expose it as such a beautiful um incredible natural resource that you can just do so much with um especially with the climate crisis the climate crisis is obviously a massive massive problem a global problem but we see seaweed seaweed as a a, a complete game changer and solution to the climate crisis uh, and so many opportunities that can come off seaweed um it's such an exciting time if you ask me so many people uh, will be pessimistic about the climate crisis and obviously it's like a negative subject but we can turn that negativity into total positivity and come up come up with innovative ideas like we have done with our t-shirts like food that you can use you can make plastics out of seaweed there's companies that are doing that there's whole like clothing ranges that are coming out using seaweed um we can use it as biofuel uh we can uh, put it into uh cow feed to reduce methane which is a potent greenhouse gas uh, the list goes on and on and on and we will be bringing these subjects to light over this whole entire month um so yeah um may for us is seaweed month um we've also discovered that there doesn't appear to be an international seaweed day so um yeah we're gonna hopefully create that um we're speaking to a seaweed company seaweed farmers in canada uh, called cascadia um they are incredible what they're doing i think they're to me one of the leading kind of pro promotional leading marketing uh, they've got it completely right if you ask me in terms of like how they're trying to expose uh, seaweed and how they go about the seaweed farming um, if you look at those guys and just the information that they've got on their website is uh, really really well done um, it's really informative and just kind of really fun um, I think they are running like seaweed farming classes and things like that um, so they're kind of really ahead of the game we're gonna be chatting with those guys and getting them uh, involved in our 
our seaweed month. Um, yeah, also we'll be getting uh, Carrie Moore, our seaweed farm friends down in Pembrokeshire, who we have aligned with, who we are investing uh, our time and money in helping them create more seaweed and therefore helping to solve the climate crisis. And yeah, one of the biggest um advantages of using seaweed is that when it grows it grows at an incredible rate um, when it grows it actually soaks up um, more 20 times more carbon dioxide than the equivalent land-based forest so um, it's a bit of a strange general statistic to kind of put out there but I found it to be the most kind of computable um, one when you speak to other people so if you can come can try and compare it with the amount of land on on land and the amount of trees that would be needed compared to what is needed in the sea so this is why we see seaweed as being such an important crop uh, to be made um, it also doesn't like obviously doesn't need any land it just grows in the sea um, it doesn't need any like pesticides or any kind of treatment it just needs like clean seawater and tides and uh, currents and airflow um, and sunshine um, so it's just yeah an absolutely incredible uh, crop and resource that we can tap into and it needs to be done in the correct way um, obviously uh, and that's what we're trying to do um, you know during this month we're trying to learn and educate people and listen to loads of other people as well it's obviously completely in its infancy um, but yeah let's uh, really savour this uh, month of May in 2021 as a seaweed month so some other news going on at Inland Sea at the moment. Uh, we are running a, a wetsuit scheme, which hopefully if you're on our mailing list, you would know about. But if you're not, uh, so that you know, we are trying to collect as many wetsuits as possible. So old wetsuits that we're going to end up in landfill. Uh, wetsuits are a huge uh, issue with landfill, uh, around 380 tonnes of wetsuits, probably a lot more now. Uh, that research was done by Finisterre. Uh, yeah, 380 tonnes of wetsuits end up in landfill full every year just in the UK which is a crazy amount um, wetsuits are made out of neoprene which is a petroleum based material so it's never going to go away it's really toxic when it when it breaks down um, so we're trying to keep those wetsuits out of landfill um, I know that uh, wetsuit sales as well have gone up a lot in the last year or so and they've just gone up and up over the years anyway so there's so many more wetsuits out there and there's also a lot of cheap wetsuits out there as well um, wetsuits are expensive and so people will tend to go for cheaper wetsuits and maybe just even just buy them for um, one season for one summer or one winter uh, and then just chuck them away so we're trying to keep those wetsuits out of landfill um, because we are going to be upcycling them with our friends in the Lake Districts um, so dirt bags climbing we sell uh, quite a bit of their gear we've got uh, amazing beautiful chalk bags that they make uh, so they are upcycling the wetsuits into new uh, functional um, really handy useful products such as uh, we're going to do like laptop cases um phone cases key holders we're going to do a mat that you can get changed onto uh, which is made uh, obviously out of the wetsuit so like a mat that you can put out when you go swimming or surfing um, yeah we're just kind of open to any ideas that you may have as well so just send those ideas and we've already had tons of wetsuits sent to us um, so yeah please uh, send your wetsuits to us that are participating um, wetsuit uh, shops or surf shops sorry outdoor shops uh, there's a couple in North Wales um, we've got Fun Sports in Ross Niger. We've also got West Coast Surf Shop in uh, Abbasock who are taking the wetsuits. Um, so we've got some drop bins in there and we're also looking for other surf shops around the UK who want to get involved and we'll uh, send you a drop bin. 
So last week we had Charlie Cadden on the podcast who talked about creating the first, well, the world's first ever biodegradable surfboard made out of seaweed. And this week we have Mark Kulsdom who has created the uh, Dutch Weed Burger, which is a burger uh, which contains seaweed. He's also created uh, sausage and hot dog products as well and other uh, seaweed-based, uh, plant-based um food which is uh, totally looks absolutely delicious you have to follow his instagram account um which is obviously the dutch weed burger um follow his instagram account or just follow their their business uh, the food looks absolutely beautiful i'm absolutely desperate to try it uh, but we can't at the moment um but hopefully mark may even send us some mark uh, please send me one of your dutch weed burgers uh okay people over to mark and myself chatting about um the dutch weed burger uh, enjoy um, Dutch Weed Burger was um, kind of founded in 2012. Uh, we're a spin-off of a documentary that I made about uh, the future of vegan food. Um, and and uh, in that quest for that documentary, I, I stumbled on a professor from University of Wageningen in the Netherlands. And he, um, he showed me uh, his seaweed cultivation uh, in his lab. And he said to me, this is the new protein source of the future. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was impressed, you know, because we always get shit uh you know from being eating plant-based you know it's not you know how do you get your proteins it doesn't contain enough nutrients etc and here this guy showed me basically uh you know the sort of missing plant <laughs> you know not the missing missing link between men and apes but the uh, the missing plan between uh going vegan and, and a full fully nutritional um yeah um uh, resources enough so um um, yeah, as I said, it, it's a spin-off from a documentary, and um, I think about half a year after after we, we came back from New York, where I shot the shot the documentary, yeah, we traveled to a lot of vegan restaurants over there to see how they would how they would use seaweed, uh, and, and uh, basically from 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 the intention of 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 of, of making it, it accessible to the to the masses, you know, to to, um, to a large larger crowd. Um, we, we we were in Brooklyn with some guys. They had uh, they had like a vegan diner, and they uh, they made a vegan burger for us uh, using microalgae uh, back then. Yeah. And afterwards, we had a guys from the food truck called the Cinnamon Snail. You definitely check them out. They're in New York, and they made great great food. And uh, the chef was willing to make us a seaweed uh, special of the day. And uh, yeah, that's all in uh, in documentary. And um, but but people people were hungry. You know, they uh, wanted to try Dutch wheat burger, as as the film was called. And so, uh, yeah, a couple of things uh, came together, and I think six months after we got back from New York, we we um, we sold the first burgers uh, on the, on this festival, and uh, yeah, it was great. You know, we sold out the first day, and there was people queuing up. Uh, you know, we had the big the Dutch Weed Burger sign uh, on uh, on the bus, you know, which which was a big eye catcher, and uh, it, it attracted just everybody. You know? Not, not just you know the, the the small bunch of vegans, but yeah. yeah, a larger crowd, especially the ones that are allergic to uh, vegetarian and vegan food. And this this was what 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 we wanted to achieve, and this what was what what was happening. So uh, yeah, that that was the start, and then we yeah, we um, basically we were a food truck company, one product food food truck company. So we had microalgae uh, in the bread, we had sea lettuce in a in a sort of zesty, creamy sauce, and we had a uh, kombu uh, kombu in the and the burgers um, mixed with uh, a whole bunch of other stuff, um, and uh, yeah, that that that's that, and that that was kind of the start. Yeah, amazing, man. 
What what exactly is microalgae? Well, the microalgae is the chlorella and the spirulina. Yeah. So the so the macroalgae are the like the the leafy the leafy seaweeds. They're called macroalgae, and then the microalgae is more of the really small stuff. More say more of the more of the powder. More, okay. more like really really yeah really micro. Yeah. So is that growing um, naturally, or is that because you talked about a guy that um, you first found out about it when you went to see a guy in a lab and he was was he actually cultivating seaweed in his lab? Um, yeah. So is that is that microalgae natural or is it actually? Uh, well, well, it it is naturally, but it's it's too small to sort of um, grow. Uh, and and so what 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 what's being done is you you can grow it in 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 some sort of closed loop system. So basically, anywhere uh, yeah, with the right sort of nutrients and the right atmosphere, you can you can you can create these these microalgae, and then you you put them in the centrifuge. So it's, you put them in a swing, and then you you the the water goes out, and the and the microalgae remain. Um, and that's really high high dense in nutrients. For example, um, yeah, it's like it can hold up to seventy percent of protein. For example, in that and. Yeah, it's 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 really great stuff. It's a little bit like astronaut food, but we, we don't want you know to to bring it all down to swallowing a couple of pills. Yeah, <laughs> we want you know we also want that that feeling of eating a burger with like sauce in your mustache and <laughs> that kind of ex- experience. You know, definitely. I mean, there's a big transition going on, and we want to make it as as easy for people as possible, but also feed them with something way better than they've you know ever tried and. So uh, yeah, so, um, and and then the micro the the seaweeds that we use they're grown in uh, in the Easter Scheld, which is a natural park in the south of the Netherlands, and uh, yeah, it's really clean, it's really clean water. And um, I think after a year that we 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 sold that first burgers, um, we started working together with with a farm that was that was I think it was their first harvest uh, anyhow. And uh, I think we were their first customers too. Uh, and they were um, it's called Zevar, and they're 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 sort of took it took it from that professor I, ju- I mentioned earlier and they made it into uh, and try to make it into a commercial uh, yeah viable uh, business and um, yeah we've we've been partnering with them since the beginning. Amazing, mate. So what what seaweed um, do they actually grow and uh, what seaweed is that that you use in the burger? What type of seaweed is it? Yeah, well the the Western name is Royal Kombu. I always I'm not that good in the Latin names. I think it's Latissima saccharina. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's a green weed green green leaf okay um yeah royal combo rings a bell right yeah yeah so, yeah yeah um the ones that uh they seem to be growing here the the seaweed farm that i'm in contact with in pembrokeshire in south wales um they've yeah. only been growing uh sugar kelp um and dulse um, yeah so they seem to be the easiest it's a sugar kelp, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, could you make um, burgers out of that type of seaweed as well? Does it really matter what type of seaweed it, that you use? Well, it's it, we're not really making them out of it. It's we call it more like it's enriched with seaweed, uh, okay. as in it's it's such a specific uh, plant, you know, and, and especially cultivation makes it makes it pretty premium as well. Yeah. Uh, um, so we have about ten grams of fresh seaweed in in a burger of let's say a hundred gram um and and uh yeah it's i mean it's really rich in iodine for example uh, i yeah. think the, the amount we use could in some some burgers already exceed you know what's 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 being advised and um yeah and we, we use this the flavors in a distinctive kind of way because you know if you never have 
eating seaweed, you know, you know, only know it from, you know, um, running, running away on the beaches. It's not really appealing if you get a full dose of it. So uh, we try to we try to use the flavors in in in, uh, in a subtle way and um, yeah I, I, it it really makes a nice camouflage pattern as well in the product and um, yeah it gives it a nice fre- freshness and it adds a uh, yeah a nice 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 dose of of nutrients to to, yeah. to a product like a burger you know so yeah yeah so the actual burger itself is kind of made up of it's like a small percentage of seaweed um and it's it's other actual ingredients that's kind of blended in to make the burger is that correct exactly yeah yeah so in that way you could you could use any type you know basically um yeah have it as a as a as a, as a mixture of like four four like main components uh three to four main components so for example now we're working on a, a wheat dog you know which is kind of like a sausage and We've had some other. We we um, <clears throat> we got some um, some um, red leaf seaweeds, and we have also sea lettuce that goes in there. But then we have also a mixture of a pea protein and um, and of some mushrooms, you know, that go in. So yeah, making a nice blend of, of different different good 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 things. Yeah, beautiful. Sounds amazing. Yeah, I just um, was listening to another podcast actually, um, How to Save the Planet podcast, um, like quite a big podcast in America, and they're talking about obviously the beef consumption over there and yeah. trying to find like replacements for uh, beef and obviously the whole climate change issue with uh, beef and land use and everything so we really need to have uh, solutions like this in place was that with the, with the seaweed grower say again sorry. How, was that the podcast with that the guy who grows seaweed yeah there's a yeah. bit they do quite a bit on seaweed actually yeah um it's really, it's like, well. yeah it's good man yeah really good podcast yeah. not as good not as good as this podcast though <laughs> not as good as this one obviously not no yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah like uh, in terms of like scale because on that podcast that i listen to it's like the scale of like beef and the beef industry obviously we're talking about america um over there but um like what how how scalable is like the Dutch weed burger and like um, is it possible to create like loads of these burgers quite easily and use no land do we need more seaweed farms um, do we need more like vegetables and ingredients like that to make it like bigger and um, you know if we're talking about trying to replace like the beef consumption with potentially seaweed yeah. and what you do is it is that actually possible do you reckon um yeah it, it's it's i think it's, it's definitely possible what you see in, in the northern europe it's it's quite young you know and there's been a, a lot of hob, wild harvest going on and now that the sort of cultivation of seaweed um starts to become established for a little bit at least i i think we see a lot more um of these of these of these growers getting interested and it's yeah. I, I think up till now it's really been like a pioneering sort of yeah, I wouldn't call it industry. It's a pioneering, pioneering farming, um, um, and and everybody's really attracted by it. But you know, as, as with all these things, you know, you need these pioneers to really make make the first moves and and do some trail trailblazing, and 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 then you know, companies that that uh, yeah want to make it bigger or have more sort of resources, then they jump in. And I think we're we're that 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 could well possibly be be about this time that that's happening uh, in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, I, I mean Ireland, uh, you, you must know, and in, in, in Great Britain, there's uh, 
there's farms, there's farms in Scotland that we've gotten in, in, into contact with. Uh, they're in Iceland, um, Sweden, uh, France, obviously, historically, uh, they're, they're doing it a, a bit more there. So um, there's more and more of these farms are popping up now that, you know, the, the, the first sort of yeah, struggles or hurdles uh, have been uh, have been won by, uh, by, by pioneers. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, very interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's an amazing time for seaweed. I mean, I, I'm super, super, and um, like early into it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, obviously from the back of the Kickstarter, I only learn about being able to use seaweed in t-shirts like um, November last year, and then obviously learned tons about seaweed and seaweed farming. Um, and yeah. then kind of just off the buzz of in the back of the Kickstarter and the exposure, I've had like so many people in the UK. Um, who are now wanting to set up seaweed farms here um, and it's really difficult here. I, don't, I know that in Ireland it's a lot easier and I don't know how it works in Holland but uh, in England, in Wales, because the seabed is effectively owned by the Crown, by, by Her Majesty, okay. <laughs> um, you have to go yeah. to Parliament to get any type of permission to use that, um, to use that space, okay. so you have to get a licence and the the seaweed farm in in south wales in pembrokeshire it took them three years to even get you know like i think it's a couple of years to get the actual license and then a year to actually mm. get the seaweed farm set up and they've only just done their first harvest now um so there's big challenges in the uk you know particularly in england and wales yeah, yeah. yeah. is it a lot easier in holland so yeah. Yeah. well it's new it's 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 a new yeah. type of farming yeah. and um i i know that um, I know that the farmers that we work with, they had quite a struggle with uh, also with the local government because seaweed farming didn't didn't fit, didn't tick any box, you know. So it was kind of out of the box farming, and, and uh, yeah, uh, so it was 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 a bit of a struggle uh, to get license uh, to get license over there. And in that same sort of bay that they're growing seaweed, there's there's a lot of um, yeah, like shellfish farmers and mussel farmers and, and those kind of those kind of people. And they were all really like kind of afraid that this would maybe, you know, to suck up all the nutrients from the water or that they, they, right. this would bring, I don't know, maybe some 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 virus or whatever to their uh, to their farm. So, uh, yeah, um, as with all new things, I guess, you know, you have to uh, you have to really, I don't know, you have to really push extra hard if you believe in it. Mm um so it, it, i think it has been hard and, and, and uh, but but for now they've they, they have a really nice place in the in, in the bay uh in the in, in the sort of bay that they're that they're at and i think they have about three kilometers of lines uh lying there now since last year they started with one kilometer and they're they're able to scale that to nine um in the coming years so there's room for expansion there and yeah once it's fully fully operational I think they, uh, yeah, it, it it has a lot of potential there, you know. They, yeah. um, I remember there. I mean, in, in in the first years, they were harvesting from a, from an old canoe, <laughs> uh, you know, really hand hand picked, and uh, so they've got a bigger boat now with some, you know, a bigger harvesting system. Things go a bit quicker now, and uh, yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. They're looking. They're looking for a farmer uh, actually, as we speak. So um, if there's a uh, if you're up for it, Adam, just come to Holland. And, uh, oh man, I'd absolutely love it. Like I see, obviously seeing all the seaweed farms at the moment being harvested, and it's like there's nothing more. I'm a surfer, do loads quite a lot of surfing, but I live inland, 
Um, so we've not yeah. because of lockdown and everything and uh, Corona. Um, I've not been able to go surfing properly for so so long. Um, yeah. But then you see, you like, I'd love to literally. Well, I'd love to be out on the sea every single day. That's like, yeah, a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in terms of the actual, um, so the the products that you create at the moment, you've got the actual. Uh, you've got the weed burger and you've got the, I've seen the hot dog one as well. Um, what are the actual products that you've got going out? Are they, and can you get them in supermarkets and supermarkets in Holland? Yeah, well, we, we, we are basically a food service focused um, since, since kind of the beginning uh, doing events. And then from that, you know, we had this organic growth into, into restaurants that wanted vegan, vegan food on the menu. Um, and so obviously last year the whole business kind of fell uh, fell down because uh, yeah there were restaurants closed, events canceled. Um, so we set up a web shop and we uh, yeah, we we focused on uh, on bringing it to retail in the Netherlands, which uh, which we did. Um, about at the end of February we started uh, selling wheat burgers and wheat dogs in um, in the Albert Heijn, which is like the greatest the biggest retailer. In the Netherlands, and um, as a and yeah, and today uh, in in a couple of hours we're having our first sort of um, you know evaluation talk uh, with them uh, to see how things are going, and uh, you know look at the numbers and their view on yeah on, on uh, how to progress uh, right now. So it's an exciting day. Um, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, there's this mantra going going around. You know, that's not that not that difficult to get into retail, but it's the difficult part is staying there okay it's not that you put the stuff on the shelves and then it will sell itself you really have to uh yeah it really has to uh be backed up and, and that's a different game that we're not used to playing mm. but uh, i think we're doing uh i think we're doing we're, we're doing not too bad actually um but but yeah nothing is for sure now so uh, yeah. we're excited we got a we got a few new new products uh, ready to go there are sea uh, nuggets and a sea warmer so there are takes on uh, nuggets, obviously, and on a, on a kebab, and um, yeah, also using microalgae in, in, in a in a battered uh, nugget, and uh, we got sea lettuce in there, and <clears throat> yeah, try to work with hemp seed maybe, uh, and, and, and do do those kind of things. Just 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 put in that extra sort of special, you know, plant-based ingredients like yeah. seeds or a part next to the seaweeds to to get people to get them accustomed to yeah to to, to a wider variety of, of nutrient rich foods basically yeah mm -hmm. and get them off, off off meat off obviously and get them off the fish consumption because yeah, yeah today's earth day you know as we're recording and, and, yeah. and the earth is uh it's under attack heavily by a lot of industries um yeah like agricultural and, and uh, intensive farming and then petrochemical and the industrial uh, military it's like yeah. it's insane what we're doing to the planet yeah i can't believe it you know i've, I've got into this when i was about in my early 20s so that's about 22 years ago but yeah a lot of good things have happened in, ter in terms of the growth of the vegan market but yeah, in terms of climate disruption and disintegration fuck man it's it's insane what what's happening it's, it's i have no words for that Totally, yeah. I, I'm exactly the same. And the thing that scares me the most is that it's just got worse. I think we're probably a similar age. Yeah. We've lived through like knowing quite a lot of this stuff and being told quite a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And you think in the back of your mind, it's like surely they're doing stuff to change it, and it's actually 
uh, putting yeah. stuff in place, but they haven't been doing. They've been doing the complete opposite, yeah. like seaspiracy is only like that's yeah. you know just watching that and you know for, I I love fish. I eat fish, and it's like I've been buying yeah. fish that has that little um, sustainable uh, yeah. label on, fine yeah. cut, and everything. It's just like we've been told all this stuff. I thought I was doing the right thing by uh, eating fish, and actually eating shellfish as well. And it's like yeah. it's just got worse and worse and worse to the point that yeah it's horrific man and so yeah it's why i want to promote and push what you're doing um, more than anything um, and for sure there's a lot of education uh, that 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 needs to be done and mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I know a lot of people that that are into this but you know sometimes you walk through the city and you see all these <laughs> you know people walking and you go like oh man there's so much yeah work to do you know this there's so much people stuck in this sort of old paradigm that you know you know profit is is what 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 we have to go for and economic growth is sort of eternal eternally possible and that yeah i mean we just i'm it's this ignorance ignorant veil is over you know uh, so many people i think in in uh in, in the world living today that so like yesterday i went to to another part of amsterdam and 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 i just i just you know, I had to go through a shopping mall and I saw these people queuing up at the, you know, local butcher shop and it's it just realized that there's so many people that, that are stuck in this sort of old paradigm and they have no idea what's going on, you know, and they have no idea that they have no idea, you know, this is something yeah. that Noam Chomsky once said, found that a fascinating quote, they have no idea that they have no idea about all these things that are going on and that needs to change and mm. change is not even part of their sort of vocabulary or reality, but yeah, we don't need, we do not need, only need change, we need radical change, you know, and instantly, and mm. right now, you know, we, we needed that last week, you know, last year. We needed it. So realize, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So realizing that is sometimes uh, a bit frustrating and also depressive, like, yeah. you know, we, we don't even know whether, whether we, we still have a chance of of doing it if we would start right now and then you see how slow uh, you know politics are and how slow business mo- is, is moving and then accepting this change and yeah we just have to i don't know just keep pushing uh, every day uh, and do the best we can and and have peace with that as well you know otherwise your own life would be uh, yeah really, really big black cloud having hanging over it every day and that's totally. life has to be lived at the same time but Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite difficult when you see what's what's going on and 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 and, and feel that yeah you know how how the planet is being hurt and how the animals are being destroyed and how biodiversity is is, is going down and, and yeah it's it's a weird um, it's a weird era to live in in that way you know kind of kind of being the first generations that 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 have to think about you know sort of the end of, of civilization as we know it and yeah yeah that's just, it's just not a very pleasant pleasant thought totally man i think that's why people avoid it as well um and so no no one wants to know if you start talking like that um in terms of yeah. like uh, no one re- everyone's just like i'm not gonna jump on that plane i don't want to sacrifice my holiday 
to Spain or wherever. Um, yeah. People just don't want to do that. And I think like right. what we're trying to do is like um, create like a buzz uh, about around like climate change and all these different solutions. And like seaweed for me, it's been such an exciting resource that we can yeah. potentially use. It's a completely new industry and like the whole renewable industry as well. Like um, there's so many innovative ideas that com can come off seaweed, like the food yeah. now used and like, um, and just trying to mobilize people in the sense that there's new jobs and new opportunities here with seaweed. Uh, it's a really exciting subject. It can completely replace so many things like, um, you know, it can replace plastic. You'll, you'll know all this, like uh, create new jobs for people, like we're saying, and food and, um, you know, tackles climate change and methane reduction if it's yeah. to, uh, cow feed and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, just one one thing that I want to uh, cover in terms of the burgers and just like um, I know that a lot of people who would want to switch from meat to a plant-based diet like that your burgers in particular um, I obviously know the nutritional value and like the proteins and like really really good and um, how much of the actual burger is like processed food and is it is it like a is it a super healthy switch um, is it like really really good for you um, over actual meat and everything is what 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 are the pro is it actually processed food? Yeah, yeah. I think if you compare it to uh, a meat burger from a regular um, from the like intensive uh, industry, it's it's definitely you know major quantum leap forward. Um, I've I've been asking the question: Is it sustainable in itself? You know, that's that's uh, then that's a different ball game because as a small player. You know, we, we're not. We, I mean, we we can raise awareness uh, to, and and we can, you know, uh, proclaim new standards. But 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 to to, uh, we're not we're not as big enough as to implement them. You know, we really that that we really have to inspire, uh, yeah, industry partners and stuff like that. And that that's that that has happened. You know, so I, I think for for Weedburger, we really have have seen what our role is in this transition, and we've played that. Uh, I think we've. We've played that quite good, um, and in terms of, of health, I mean, we we say uh, it's best burger on the planet for the planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, but I mean, yeah, we we are a product, you know. Let's be realistic about it. You know, we have to use some plastics in order for for shelf life uh, and and for food safety standards and and those kind of things. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's. I mean, having having an, an a, a business and, and having products in, in, in the food industry that that also need freezing you know we have we're, we're, we're using energy and, and yeah so um it's it's i think that that's that's a little bit of the difficult part when we realize that of course you know we're striving for it and, and uh, we're replacing uh yeah we're replacing a lot of meat products and then the protein content is is really good in the wheat burger and there's lots of other minerals, vitamins, uh, etc. Um, yeah, partly because of the seaweed. But yeah, if you, I mean, total sustainable, total. If you want to eat totally sustainable, I think you should, you should kind of stay off of, of all food that's been put together um, yeah. and just just eat eat straight from the ground. You know, uh, yeah. straight from your from your backyard, uh, possible and. Uh, an organic and permaculture <laughs> fresh food you know that would be that would be kind of kind of best way and um but i but i think if you look at at, at how modern culture has has um 
has developed. I think that you know we, this transition foods like the Dutch wheat burger are, are are really pushing sort of innovation and sort of avant-garde new ingredients um, and and making a promise of of uh, yeah like like healthy healthy products as healthy as these products can be. Um, and and uh, you 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 ask about processed. You know, I think I don't I don't really know what your definition of processed is. I know that. Food that that uh, like like resources that we use for the burger, um, yeah. There's there's definitely processes going on. You know, we use big machines uh, to to make it for a large part. Just that's just big mixers, you know, and big 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 grills and and big coolers and stuff like that. So I don't really think that that's the process part. Um, what what's what's really great about the Dutch wheat burger is is that we um, use this uh, resource, this, this European-grown uh, soybeans, and these soybeans they have this perfect amino profile, so that's uh, that makes them really nutrient-rich, a lot of uh, really good proteins. And there's this company in the Netherlands that's, that has created a machine that that pulls them out and, and shrugs them and rubs them and do all do, does all sorts of things. Mm. And they make from this 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 bean flour and water they make chicken meat. Right. You know, and uh, and yeah, when I really discovered that, and I think the company founded in in two thousand nine, I, I I tasted their their stuff when we were looking for ingredients for the burger, and yeah, that was that was just amazing, you know, and um, and I I think really, so for part yeah, it's processed, and, and for a part I think you know this this processed food it's it's what really feeds the transition towards a more plant based. Yeah. Um, yeah. Food choice for for many people, and uh, I mean personally, I mean yesterday I had two for lunch. <laughs> I was hungry, yeah. but I I, yeah, I try to try to eat. Um, yeah, I I I try to eat and 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 make make food with fresh ingredients myself uh, a lot of times. So I think uh, that 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 could maybe be a next step, you know, if if people are getting more into it. And uh, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, with with the growing growing markets and people moving to the city more and more, I think you need to have, um, to a certain certain degree, you need to have these these sort of mass market products. But yeah. at least they're made by us, you know. So there's good ingredients, and it's 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 a true story, and yeah. we're working on uh, changing things for the better. Yeah, totally, mate. Totally. Um, and it's that was a bit long. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good, man. <laughs> it's a it's a talking point. That's what I found with um, as soon as I've started saying and making t-shirts out of seaweed, it creates like a talking point straight away. So same with your burgers, yeah. um, you say that it's yeah. got seaweed in. Um, it's a great talking point and a step in the right direction because the biggest thing that people need to do is talk about climate change and it not to be like this strange, icky like um, subject which people don't want to talk about. And yeah. Dutch weed burger does that, and you can say that it's you know that you, it's it's better than eating a meat burger um, for example exactly it's really i mean the the, the tools to change in, in terms of the food you uh, you buy in in shops it's so easy you know uh and and your personal um yeah your personal re- relation to this really big dark abstract threat of climate change or climate disruption uh, as 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 is what it is more i think yeah. Is is that that through through food you can you can really contribute to it in in in, in a positive way um, by not not eating from a couple of industries that 
obviously, um, yeah, are on the wrong side of history uh, as we move forward. And uh, yeah, that's I, I, I had I had a thought about it that at least in the Netherlands, I think for a Great Britain, it goes the same. You know, it's it's kind of based on this really big World War Two trauma. You know, where there was a lot of hunger and there was a lot of totally. yeah, uh, that's right, okay, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 based on, on this incredible trauma, you know, that we're that we're have, have been so aggressively um, using and misusing uh, the planet, and I think now we have to, yeah, we have to we have to find a new sort of yeah, we sort of recalibrate what we do and why we do it, and 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 look forward, and and uh, yeah, <laughs> create a create a a really nice vision on where we want to go and, and base, you know, how we, how we do, how we, how we grow our food on that instead of, yeah, some, some, some weirdest trauma from 70, 80 years ago that yeah. it's just bringing us nowhere. It's some sort of collective suicide yeah. path that we're walking right now if we continue. And yeah, yeah that, that, would, that would just be the dumbest thing in history if, if, you know, if we couldn't fix this and turn this around. Yeah, oh, totally, man. It's, I think uh, as well, when you start talking about that, and it is like it is, it's really interesting what you're saying in terms of it. It's the, come off the back of a massive trauma and thinking that we, uh, you know, all those different new uh, quick processes and solutions that, you know, like with farming and stuff, I think that was off the back yeah. of off the, uh, off the war um, that we could intensively farm, but they didn't realise that the soil would then be completely destroyed in in a matter of years and um, and yeah. just the realization of that and um we don't need it to be like we can farm in such a better way um it's just, and it's just it's really frustrating that we kind of know this but then it's not really happening yeah um, yeah yeah and i think i think uh, what, what i read in, in this book wilding uh, it's really a recommendation but they, they also mentioned that um you know this ammunition industry from from uh, from the world war that that has changed into producing all these chemicals for the um for for the agricultural farming yeah and uh, uh that's crazy if you think about it you know <laughs> what, what what we're doing and yeah. I mean, we've only been doing it for not so long and if you if you if you go through the countryside now you know you see these yellow fields that they put this glyphosate um poison on it to to kill everything that has been grown there and then they then they inject a lot of uh, shit into the ground mm. uh, which 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 brings a couple of nutrients and then they, they grow food for animals and for humans to eat based on that you know it's it's crazy and then you hear these other people saying like you know we have 60 70 crops to go and then you know the soil is depleted and there's yeah. no because there's no life in there anymore it's, it's just destroyed and it's so easy to it's so logical to switch and so difficult apparently you know for mainstream culture to accept and, and get to know this and and make that change yeah. at least it's, it's 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 out there you know and i think we are bringing it out there in ways we can we can yeah you know with with the scope that we have and we're able to create and yeah, yeah. you know i don't know <laughs> At least you can look your kids in the eye at a certain point and say that you've, you know, tried your best. And uh, hopefully it's uh, all in time, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's good that we're chatting about this on Earth Day uh, as well, completely. <laughs> yeah, positive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, where can? Because um, obviously, can you get the burgers in the UK? Have you been had any international sales? Can can we actually get your burgers here yet? 
Well, not yet, actually. Well, we, we would really uh, like to go there, obviously. So, um, but I think first, uh, in a couple of this month, a uh, couple of months, we need to fine tune a little bit the products, you know, get them ready for retail and get to know how this game is being played. In the past, I've been to a couple of veg fests in, uh, in London. Okay. And that was uh, always really good. And uh, we had a shop uh, for, for two years in Amsterdam. And a lot of people from England always came over to uh, come and try our food. So um, we've we've had some good um, experiences with uh, with our, our brand, I guess. Uh, you know, resonating uh, in the UK. And um, yeah, we're keen on on bringing it over um, when uh, yeah when when we're ready and when time is right. Uh, hopefully within a year. Yeah. Yeah, amazing man. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I wish. I, I really want to try it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You will. We will. You will. You will eat it within the, within the year. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Um, amazing man. Um. So yeah, my my final question. I mean, we've we've danced around it loads. Uh, but um, I, like um, it's just a basically a big uh question saying that that came out the back of the Kickstarter about seaweed. But I I ask everyone like, do you think seaweed can save the world um <laughs> huh. i think it it can uh it can and it, it is and it will play a role in it um i don't think if 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 there's one thing that could you know one ring to rule them all kind of one <laughs> i think i think the cool thing about seaweed is it is it was a major contributor to creating this world you know being like yeah. a plant that's been there at the beginning of evolution, you know, yeah, yeah. like all life uh, that crawls out of the sea, plants and humans, you know, we've, we've, we have to still in our DNA in some way. And, and, and in that sense, um, yeah, it, 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 it might could do that again, you know, at least we can, we can now look back on, on, on its role and what it's, what it has done and that it has created a biosphere that we know now and um, played a major role in that because it breathes out this oxygen and, and you know creates a healthy ecosystem uh, underwater as well um but i think seaweed needs a little bit of help from this sort of from our species you know i think it's time we could give something back and yeah um i mean plants you know we we need them you know we need the worms in the ground and the bees in the sky and and, and plants to take out the carbon out of the air and sequester it in the ground and we need all these little bugs and animals and um so we'll see we uh, save the planet i think you know it, it needs um, a big shift in human consciousness as well but i think with seaweed um at least for my part i, I it's a sort of step uh, yeah like a stepping stone for myself to help yeah. help across a certain message um yeah uh, and yeah saving the world yeah that would that would be that would be noble <laughs> yeah no i just i mean i've just there's so there seems to be like a solution for everything with seaweed so far you know like uh i just talked yeah. about the seaweed surfboard and that's like surfboards are made out of polyurethane like a obviously a petrochemical based uh product at the end of the day but it's like super toxic like um you've got potentially there boats could be made out of seaweed powdered seaweed and yeah. you can create a core that uh, yeah you know like a just one of the crazy things that just pops up that actually seaweed can do um yeah i think i think what we need to be careful about is yeah um to realize that 
the, the seaweed there are the underwater rainforests rainforests so um that we need really you know we, we've made these big mistakes on land on on clearing you know all the hedges and all the forests and all the all the wild nature that that has in order to grow food for for human consumption but we've diminished the biodiversity that you know and, and it, it we, we're on our way to to sort of make that impossible i think now that we look we we switch to seaweed consumption we really need to find the right balance you know that in, really? in which the, sea, the ecosystems can can help us and feed us but we have to give back as well you know in order for it to be able to maintain itself and then to, in, for, in order for it to maintain and sustain our our, our way of living mm-hmm. and that yeah yeah we should yeah that so i think we, that's something we should we need to keep an eye on uh, with 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 seaweed and seaweed farming yeah big time the seaweed farms need to be done in the right way i think that a lot of the people i'm speaking to are all coming from a really really good place and everyone that i speak to is really nervous that the bigger sort of bigger companies and governments and everything are just going to take over and uh, a lot of people just want to protect the seaweed farms that they want to create and make sure that we're creating a, a decent market that really yeah. also about like just giving back to the communities um, everyone that's sure. wants to set up that model with the seaweed yeah. farm, which helps the actual communities themselves so yeah it's exactly what you're saying we need if, if we're going to create a new seaweed industry um, it has to be done in the right way and not make those same mistakes that have made made on land totally. no, exactly and those mistakes they are uh, uh, like you know striving for most efficiency and, and most efficiency and, and maximum yields and all those kind of things sometimes yeah that's just not possible you know sometimes there's a maximum on things and you just have to accept it and be humble for what you're getting from the from the from the planet you know mm-hmm. yeah it's this this arrogance and ignorance it's a very toxic cocktail you know that that humans are uh, are drinking every day and uh, yeah we need to yeah we need to put some seaweed in that to sort of <laughs> get them to chill out and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. make life flourish again and, and mm-hmm. yeah i think thriving is a good word you know that's what we're striving for and yeah yeah that could be a beautiful uh, future for for all of us if we yeah. do the right thing now and you know, let's do those let's do those right things and, and eat more seaweed yeah for sure start with <laughs> definitely man. definitely